is Melissa and Lily and we are Alma and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. How many breaths have you taken since I saw you last? All right. Hey there, everyone. Welcome once again to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sunny, and with me today are three special guests, the talented Brooklyn-based independent female trio of Alma. Uh, it's an honor, ladies. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, this is an exciting time of the year for you with the release of your highly anticipated debut album, Mosaic, which recently dropped here on September 7th. And first and foremost, I just want to congratulate you on the well-deserved acknowledgments that you've been getting so far. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Secret Meeting. Shout out to Atwood Magazine and The Alternative, to name a few who've been praising your work. There's, isn't, this is quite the way to drop a debut. There's just so many amazing things to unravel about this record and who you're all about. But how are you before we get to all that and beyond? I mean, now that we're kind of just getting back into the normality of things, right? You know, I feel like that's an important question to ask. What has New York been like for the last, let's say nine months? I would say 18, but let's, let's make it simple. <laughs> oh, wow. Huge question. Yeah. It's transformed. I mean, it has been like from being in some amount of lockdown or of just being um, cautious and then more and more out in the world Yeah, with complexity. But yeah. it was such a relief and so fun to play um, our album release show on the day that our album dropped. <laughs> Not crazy at all. We're, yeah. <laughs> no Not pressure. Five days before I got married, which was a hilarious decision. On and our only two days after I landed back from a trip Spain. to Spain. So yeah, personally, it has been a little bit of a whirlwind <laughs> coming back. I, I was in Spain for a month and a half. And of course, we were, you know, back and forth just uh, preparing all the, the releases and gigs and everything. But um, yeah, I got back. Also, Lily had her basement flooded with oh <laughs> the hurricanes oh yeah, yeah that's right geez um is two hurricanes back to back and mm -hmm. and water rises never felt more ironic oh, and yeah. spooky <laughs> I, I i think i think at this point you guys should just like write a book like an autobiography at this point because that's <laughs> i mean i mean that's just a what is that's just a short time frame of like just a span of a couple months and now here we are uh and speaking of which here we are um alba lily and melissa i do want want to wind the clock back just a couple years maybe 2019 right because for fans and listeners who may not know if you could just briefly talk about that defining moment in your lives that led to the forming of alma into who you are today because you guys have been on quite the journey i mean I, I, if i'm correct you three met over the same interest in film i think and yeah. uh, whoever wants to talk about that take over because i feel that's a very intriguing story <laughs> <laughs> so uh well so so alba and i both went to school for film scoring um back in 2015 and so i we, mean lily by the way alba. oh yes oh, sorry yes <laughs> and now uh, i'm so like who's who <laughs> right <laughs> alba and lily went to film scoring school um and that's how we sort of made that connection and it was actually also through nyu the school that we went to that um that i lily met melissa because a mutual friend who was in the grade below us had a musical project that he was playing on and needed an extra alto. Um, and that is how I met Melissa. Yep, Lily and I found ourselves in 
a rehearsal room at a bougie Brooklyn high school <laughs> in 2016, like yeah. or early 2017, January, yeah. 2017, 2017. Yeah. Um, and then Lily and I were in a folk project together all the while, Alba and Lily were building their budding film collaboration. And then one hot summer evening, Lily called both of us up and I was like in the middle of Bushwick, which is like relatively industrial, but also awesome. I'm like where I live now. And Lily was like, hey, do you guys want to start a synth pop band? And I literally sat down on somebody else's stoop because I was so excited, <laughs> like yeah. I couldn't move forward. And then there's there's other elements too, we, we love. For sure, I mean, we all, we already, Mel and I knew each other through, uh, Lily hosts these amazing cheese parties where like yeah. everyone just the cheese and uh, we all have, you know, wine and cheese. And of course, at the end of um, all those parties, I would be drunk and singing. And uh, so we- just, Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's the way it should be, right? We're really drunk in our lives. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, you know, we had already sang together in that in that very yeah. non-professional setting. And, you know, we already knew that we loved each other and we matched really, really well. And we could sing after eating a shit ton of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that 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 like definitely that means you can you can it. sing. If you can do that, that's like okay. You know what? I have this talent. I'm I'm gonna make sure it's the cheese. It's the cheese. It's the cheese. Now here's a here's a uh, really cool thing that I love that you guys mentioned is I actually went to film school myself uh, from 2014 no 2013 to like 2016. I, I actually went to film school out in L.A. for a couple of years. One of the best decisions I ever made. I'm a I'm a sucker for for, for film. So. We'll probably talk about film a, like, a little bit further down the interview. I love that you guys have that. It really shows the connection. Um, but here's the thing. ALMA is an acronym, right? What does the A stand for at the end? Because I feel like, oh, gosh, what's the... <laughs> that was most important. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so annoying that I have to do that twice. Lily's like, um, who wants to take this one? It's because I'll start and finish. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, but also, it, it felt weird to have a band that is called Alm. It's like Alms, you know. It's just not not for the best. Just just Alms, Alms. Um, so yeah, and it also means uh, soul in Spanish. And I'm from Spain, so it, okay, it okay. That connection, and also if you want to, you know, dig a little deeper, uh, because we all met through, you know, directly or indirectly through NYU, and there's that alma mater connection. Um, it just felt right. Oh. I don't know, Alma Matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Alma Matter has anything to do with the name, but I think that's a really cool coincidence. Who is yeah. the, who is the, I, I feel like I've asked this now, who's the most serious and who's the funniest out of, out of you three? Oh my God. It can change from day to day. Ooh, yeah. Moment to moment. Yeah. Moment, moment to moment. moment. Yeah, second to second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we, we work very well together just because we are able to balance up out each other and what mood we're in in every moment yeah. so like we're both we, we're all very like silly and you know like we'll just come up with any like goofy stuff to not rehearse but then <laughs> if, if two people are <laughs> in that mood then one of us will be more on the okay let's let's do this um and vice versa and no. i feel like no <laughs> that never happens um no but i feel like we we balance each other out very nicely in that way and this is me trying to not 
get my feet wet. <laughs> I love how she's looking at you. Like, you two. Both of you are just looking at her, be like, okay, you're saying the right thing. Okay. <laughs> like no expression. You just like staring at her. It's like, yeah, so we this is how we are. And yeah. <laughs> Great. That is exactly that's that's like how I would be with my brothers. Like if, if there were people were to describe I'm the I'm the middle one out of the three of us. And if anyone to anyone were to ask like how we were, that I would be the person to ask and I would just be looking at them and be like, Yeah, you right, right? Yeah, because you do this, right? And they're like, sure, you know. <laughs> so that, that the connection you guys have, it's um, it's only been what just a couple of years, and you guys have already just so much chemistry. Um, now something I want to talk about is you know, I think you guys have performed very recently, if I'm not mistaken. Now with the whole live concert experience, obviously many of us have been away from the stage a lot, you know, fans and musicians alike. I mentioned we're at kind of seeing this light at the end of the tunnel. Things are opening up here in Texas. I don't know how things will be like uh, at the end of this year, but as a fan, you know, or even as an artist, I want to ask about that for you three, you know, just the touring life or even just a live concert experience. What is it about, what is it about performing live that you three love the most or maybe even miss the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation about that setting now? For sure. I mean, yeah. I think the the irony here, in some ways, this pandemic in, in that bizarre kind of way, like really helped us out because we we were just getting ready to start performing regularly mm -hmm. March 1st of 2020. Yeah, we didn't we really before the pandemic hit. Yeah, and then, you know. Anytime someone mentions March of 2020, I think I remember every day of that month because it, it sticks, you know? You know, yeah. like each day was like such a development. And, yeah. And so March, March hit. And in some ways, what was really beautiful is it gave us permission to fully focus on, on the album. And right. so we just really dug into producing and writing and recording everything remotely. So now here we are on the other side, we have this beautiful album that we're so excited to play. And I think, at least for me, the thing that's that's really, really cool about it is it's like when you're on stage, you just have to focus and be completely in the moment. And that's, that's sort of a state that's like hard to reach at other moments. You know, mm -hmm. you're thinking mm -hmm. about you're a little bit hungry. You're like, we're always hungry, by the way. You're we'll always upset food. Also true. Right. Uh, we, haven't um, even, we haven't even talked about food yet. That's that's the most surprising thing so far. Wait, we're talking I, about cheese. I guess that's okay. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that's that's sort of the cool thing is to be able to come into that mutual focus together where you're you're like really listening so hard and you're so present to you know, if Alba does something slightly different on the violin because she's playing and singing at the same time and she's mm -hmm. feeling it a different way than she felt on the album, it's like we're responding. We're we're in it together. We're we're doing the same thing with our voices, mm -hmm. and um, I think that kind of interplay and that that focus together is like such a cool thing for a band to to really key into. And and a very common thing we've seen you've seen it for the last uh, you know eighteen nineteen months is live streaming a lot of the bands and all of the artists what they've been doing you know on the stage that are translating onto the screen like i said obviously these interviews would usually be in person for me i didn't realize i'd be doing this you know mm -hmm. 19 months ago but here we are but with you know with the amount of the experience that you just you just talked about um um what is it melissa no wait hold on lily Lily. Oh, sheesh. See, sorry. It says Lily on like the bottom left. 
but you're on the opposite side. So, so I get, I get, so, okay, Lily. So everything that you just talked about, because um, I feel like this is an important question to ask, you know, with the amount of, uh, you know, the, the performances that you've done, you know, the live concert experience that you three have taken in, I've asked this to maybe over 200 artists on the show. And I always get a different answer every time. There's no wrong answer, but do you think what we all saw during like the quarantine induced live streaming is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, do you still see artists doing kind of something like this once we enter, you know, the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, you know, like, do you still see people doing like this later? Yeah. Cause there was, so, there was so much of it, you know? I think for me, as is true with almost everything, we've realized that we can exist online and share what we do online. And so that will continue because for example, like we're playing a show that's like technically out of France. And like we yeah. didn't do that unless we traveled to France, which mm -hmm. like, let's go to France. Heck yeah, <laughs> but, let's go to France. <laughs> It opens up possibilities. I think for me and for us, we're so excited to tour. So that's not like, that's definitely going to happen. And like, I wouldn't want for that to go away because I think what Lily is talking about that resonates with me is like the experience of presence in a live performance exists because you know that your audience is there and like you're held by them mm -hmm. and they're you're feeding off of their energy you're feeding well. off of their energy like there's such a a palpable feeling for me of support when mm -hmm. i'm performing live and with alma in particular like we've just been so lucky to have such a solid community of friends and fellow musicians to like come out and celebrate us when we play live and that feeling of of doing a live stream like you just don't get that same palpability yeah 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 we can't we can't high five we can do high fives in the air <laughs> but we can't like you know i'm not i'm not there to have have the cheese so it's like <laughs> it's like you know i've uh, you know it, i love that you said that melissa because you know i've had you know countless amounts of people like tell me hey i would love to do live streaming it still gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And I have some artists would say, well, I'm not doing shit until all this is over, you know? So it's, it's always that uncertainty going forward. I remember I went to, and I love telling this story because I remember I went to uh, last year, uh, Metallica of all bands, they did this, they did this um, live streaming for one weekend. I don't know if you guys remember, it was just in the States at every, not every driving, like the major cities driving, like Dallas sold out immediately. I, I'm sure New York had a few of them. Uh, luckily my, my friend had a, take it to the show he's like hey you want to go to see metallica i'm like metallica what do you mean like in person i was like no i was like i was like okay sure i'll go and then once you get to the you know show it felt like a turnout it felt like a concert people were uh, you know coming up to parking their cars grabbing drinks it felt like a turnout and then what happens you go into your car and you sit down and then you see this screen and then it finally starts to hit you okay this is different this doesn't feel what the heck? Like, I don't know what to feel. And then, you know, Metallica, they do this, the live stream on like the drive, like the drive-in screen, you know, uh, the drive-in theaters that we have here. It just felt, it, the point of me telling you guys, is it just felt very, I don't know, it, it, you can't take anything away from the live experience. That's the whole point of it. Because as great as that experience was, which I don't know if I'll ever experience it like that again, <laughs> you know, um, it was just, it made me miss it even more. And mm -hmm. 
that adrenaline rush when you feel when you're on stage. I'm, I'm sure you three have felt it, you know, like, like seeing all the fans, the way they're reacting to your music, the way they, they're connecting with you. You connect on a whole different level as opposed to uh, on the screen. I mean, we're connecting great right now, but I'm just saying it's like when it's like the music and stuff, it's, there's just so much to be missed out on when it's just on the screen, you know? You know, it's just uh, nothing can match the live experience. I remember Three Days Grace opened and they said, hey, let me hear honk your horns, guys. So if you like roll your window down, cars are just like, you just hear honks and then like in darkness. And you know, I'm just like, this felt so weird. I'm like, okay, this, should we honk our horns? <laughs> just, oh that, that was the circus. So anyway, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys have experienced anything like that yourself. I mean, now that we're like, you know, a year and a half removed from the experience, have you done anything like that? Experienced anything like that? I don't know, like just as far as just shows like that. I have we haven't done that as a band. Um, I went to Elliot Moss show right. online. Uh, Elliot was a dear friend. Oh yeah, of I, ours. I was there too. yeah. And so we, you know, we just were there to support him. And you know, like at the same time. Uh, oh, we also did the Mountain Man. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, together uh, we got Lily as <laughs> a birthday present in the middle of the pandemic um, <laughs> to go to a Mountain Man. Uh, you know that that series that they did in outside in, in the forest. In, yeah, in North Carolina. Yeah, um, and even though you know, for example, the three of us were also on a Zoom window together, and you know, like texting back and forth and making. Mm-hmm. Comments the music and all that so we we tried to retain that kind of like togetherness mm-hmm. experience through, yeah but it's true that um you know there's nothing like feeling that music feeling those vibrations like in the end sound is you know like changes in pressure yeah of the particles yeah. of the air and like you have to feel it in a, in a, in a bodily way uh, i think for me you know like with everything for example with, with education as well like we we all teach um at universities and and we have experienced this i think it will just be a matter of expanding what already exists i don't think there will be a question of like mm-hmm. you know this online experience being able to replace that mm-hmm. that life mm-hmm. um, setting but i think that maybe some sort of variation of a live show that can be for example you know we can do something in france and maybe it can be more of an acoustic intimate thing that we can do from our house Mm -hmm. and that also has a value that is different from going to a venue that we are not familiar with so i don't know i think there will be a way of getting some value into that online experience I think that's yeah. so true. And I think um, one of our strengths as a band is that we we like to think really creatively about the tech involved as well mm-hmm. to do things a little bit differently, to experiment, to be more immersive. Um, this is the absolute opposite of that. It involved no tech at all. But um, in our in our album release concert, for instance, we had our, our buddy Bobby, who plays on on some of the songs on the record, come out with a pocket trumpet during one of the songs, like surprise everybody. So like in Big Green, uh, which is one of the songs, it it's, starts off as a normal rock song. And then at one point you're just dropped into the middle of a cocktail hour. And so out comes Bobby with this like hidden pocket trump, you know, like starts the audience <laughs> over this whole like jazz thing. In Bobby's, the got the, Bobby's got the right idea. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> And it was it was just this great little immersive moment that I think, um, especially in this band, I have faith that, you know, as as a possibility of live streaming, especially in places that maybe we can't get to all the time, yeah. or, um, that we could get creative about that in some way to make an ex- like an immersive experience that's different from being live, mm-hmm. that has something to do with 
the tech involved. So, so having some pocket trumpet player on site surprising the audience, maybe. I mean, <laughs> you have their own window. Just, just have that. Just have that. Um, just on a daily basis, you know, like you just yeah. just on the subway, or you just like in the in the park. It's like, all right, let's do this, and then someone just brings out the pocket <laughs> yeah. trumpet. All right, th- like it just creates the atmosphere, right? Um, a couple things, by the way, I love that there's a reason why we connected because both of my brothers are teachers. So I love that all of you teach. Um, my younger brother's teaching at a university. My older brother is a second grade teacher. Um, so I love that you have that. And, and another thing I want to talk about, be, uh, because kind of just piggyback off what you were saying, Lily and Alba, is um, mental health is also a big deal because I have friends myself who purposely do not go to shows because it, you know you get that kind of claustrophobic feeling being around so many people and you know the, the anxiety kind of kicks in I, I have a level of that I'm, I think I'm doing okay lately but it, something like live streaming was something they really benefited from you know mm-hmm. seeing all, all their favorite bands do what they did and uh, I just think that's a, that's another facet to all this because you know you could you guys can still be doing what you're doing and still do the live stream for people who don't really have the you know just just the ease or the convenience to go to a show, um, you know, even third world countries, we could dive into this rabbit hole even further. You know, it's just so many things to talk about with live streaming. I think it really allowed a lot of people to connect with artists that they weren't able to connect with before, um, right. you know, musician to musician. So that was just my opinion on that. Um, now, we talked about everything except Mosaic. Let's get to that, right? Because <laughs> the, de- the debut album. It dropped, what, not even barely a week ago, I think, September 7th. And here's the thing. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to say this, because knowing that this is your debut album, have have you three ever felt, if at all, any pressure during this whole process? Or does that make it easier knowing, hey, it's our first album, we don't have anything to lose? Has that ever entered your mind or something like that? I'm just having fun no? with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I thought about it. No pressure, not pressure from the outside world of like, oh my God, will we fail or succeed? Like yeah. actually it was like, whatever happens, we have put so much work into this. Mm-hmm. And like, there was an experience of pressure, like it takes pressure to shape a diamond. Mm-hmm. Like there's of like that kind of pressure moving towards I mean for me this creating this album and like learning more and more about production like there is a pressure at a certain point of time in the production process to be like okay we got to get it out there (laughs) and it's like you know pushing it up the hill that's that's so true I think there was a level of like also each other like we are all people that are um, already we're professionals in our own thing and I think um, Alma has been this beautiful mix between like it's something that we have so much passion for and that we really wanted to do but at the same time it has never been our you know like only means of, of living or being creative like we all have our personal creative output and at least for me that mm-hmm. has been a beautiful mix between like everything we're doing, we're doing it because we want to, and because we believe in this, and because we right. love each other and enjoy um, creating each other. And so the only pressure, I think, at least for me, is like I, I want to make sure that I'm being, the, I'm doing the most and the best that I can do for the rest of the band and for Lily and Mel that are also, you know, putting the hours and putting the effort and, and doing all that. But 
yeah. Right. Yeah, for me, it was like a spiritual pressure. <laughs> like that, That's good. That's a good. Yeah, I, I, I felt like I, I felt, you guys didn't have any pressure, but I felt like I put the pressure on you guys by asking you that question. <laughs> spiritual pressure <laughs> is a good thing. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, from like these songs here, you know, from the opener, by the way, I love that. So, so we talked about kind of just film, right? You also had that in this uh, album, you know, from the fall opener to, to snow, to more woke, to Vesuvia, which is my favorite, uh, to more night, you know, this clocks in at 41 minutes and each of your music talents on this album. I mean, in its entirety, this record really did have everything as far as capturing the New York atmosphere. I felt like it was made for an album for someone like me and also had elements of, you know, indie rock, you know, percussion, the chunky bass lines and mixed with, you know, synth pop, obviously, you know, hooks and harmonies. What I also liked additional to that is it had a dance element to it. I can't dance to save my life, but it was just, it had that vibe to it. I remember I was watching, I don't know if you guys have seen this documentary on Netflix. It's called This Is Pop. Have you heard about that documentary? No. No. Okay. So it's, well, it's so, it. <laughs> so, so, so you, I highly recommend you guys watch it because it's, it's really cool because the dance element, uh, okay. Ace of bass, right. Ace of bass. That's like a band. Like, I feel like we all grew up listening to, um, I know I did, you know, in the early nineties. And one thing that they did that made it work for them is they knew they had a dance element within their songs that you could just plug and play into like a club or something. And, just the instrumental parts and it fit well as i was listening to mosaic it felt the same way i'm like wow you could just plug this as like background music you know just in any setting and, and people will immediately vibe to it and especially someone like me I, i've been starting my music all my life i feel like we don't see enough of that or not enough of that these days but you guys really hit that if you didn't know that before that's an element that also stood out for mosaic for me you know you also had folk obviously rock grunge pop you know like talk about the movie soundtrack vibe you're oh, raising yeah. the, okay here's the thing you guys are raising you guys are raising the bar for yourselves i hope you know that you know and you guys haven't compared to the likes of Sil sylvan esso tune yards the staves dirty projectors but here you are cementing your own sound and there's a reason why the other music outlets are saying what they're saying and also the vocals you know like i said my mom's a singer so that's what i really noticed as well um, I'm going to stop talking here. I, it's obvious that I can't help myself, but walk me through this, you know, <laughs> but, but well, here's the thing, but walk me through this, you know, how much did things change from when you first started composing on mosaic to where you ended up finishing it? Was there already a specific sound you had in mind for this album or did it kind of just progress into what it is? I'm putting y'all on the spot, aren't I? I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to mute myself now. So here. <laughs> No, I, I think it really, uh, it really developed as we, as we went through. I, I, I mean, the, the thing that we most wanted to do was tell stories. So I think part of the reason why this is such, such a genre bending crazy album is because yeah. we really needed to shape ourselves and our sound to fit each story that we were telling because, you know, New York is multiform. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's everything all put into like a few square miles, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and we had to kind of do that in order to, to write about New York. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to explore all these crazy sounds, sometimes even within one song, just to, just to tell the story in the way mm -hmm. that we really tell the story. S yeah. Speaking of crazy sounds now, is it true that you guys use airplanes as symbols, uh, parental phone chats as 
like some textures and slices of last year's 4th of July's party and even samples of Melissa's roomie splashing in the tub to produce your music. How did you know that? Like, that's what you needed. It's like, you know what? That sounds good. You know, it's something like that. Like, like who, who was it? I just think that we're weird in that way. Like, that's good. That's we're, perfect. It wasn't even like, we need to do this to be like Billie Eilish. She was amazing. Like, I love what she and Phineas are up to, which is to say that, like, she's one of the big pop artists that's including sound design mm-hmm. in her work. Like, the whole thing of her, like, going to the dentist and, like, mm-hmm. getting a beat from that. But for us, it wasn't even conscious. It was just, like, what's needed. Yeah. Like, what's fun. Yeah, and I think we've been also incredibly lucky that we are equally weirdos in what we like, like meaning that mm-hmm. we have, you know, like when we started this album, I think like we each kind of like had ideas for songs that were, you know, completely different in genre and in just inspiration background, just like we all have completely different backgrounds. Um, and we somehow like through working on them realized that we all like as different as the songs where in their core like we had very overlapping ideas about the sound that we wanted to achieve with them and you know all together with the <clears throat> storytelling that Lily was saying it's just you know like it's all about the experience and I think we were all like very clear from the beginning that we want to you know make music that is like very cinematic and then in that mm-hmm. sense that it's the listener right into that situation right into into that place um so I don't know it just all came together we we have arrive to this term that is like we have to almanize this you know like i'm gonna quote you on that now that's a that that is officially a word now (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know like that putting that secret sauce of like quirkiness and sound design and weirdness that you know has become part of our sound somehow um yeah um before we get to the um storytelling aspect because there's there's a lot about that that i did notice um the sound as far as the production, uh, good God, it sounded pure. It sounded from the heart. There was that natural progression to it. I'm an audiophile these days, guys. So uh, I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound and the way I want it to sound. I didn't have to mess with any EQ levels with this one because, I mean, you brought in Elliot Moss and Ted Jensen, and it was done over at Sterling Sound. Uh, talk about them for a second. I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the uh, studio for you. No. Where do we even <laughs> I know too much about y'all. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yes, you're well, first of all, I mean, Elliot just deserves so much credit as mm-hmm. such a such a patient, patient, lovely human being for working with us as we were like, could we just have one and a half dB? Um, just like, it turns five more degrees to the right and now it all changes and a little bit is a slightly different reverb. You know, he was very patient, but obviously also incredibly talented and just kind of turn these songs around and um i i've you know known elliot um for a long time just for working together in, in other settings and his music and he was just so on board like i was like hey like i have this like side project and we're just starting this was two years ago um you know i just want to get your opinion as someone that has already made it in this world <laughs> like we're just like here's our little baby song um and he was so on board like yeah put me up whenever you know I'll help you out like there's so much to work with so he was really really um just on board with it and mm-hmm. really incredible with with everything and we mixed everything remotely yeah speaking <laughs> of the wonders of zoom 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I say, actually haven't met Elliot in person. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. That is we amazing. Have, which we must do. Yeah. But this I is know, crazy. I didn't I realize mean, that. Like, not even intentionally, but purely because of the pandemic. Yeah. We don't live in the same place. Yeah. But he's like a good buddy now. Yeah, I mean, okay. he's a buddy. Buddy. Wait, so so where where is he? Where is he like residing? Like, does he does he live he's in the states? Does he? Uh, you know, like does he exist? <laughs> he I was told. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Uh, but does he exist? Oh, like, you, 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 like y'all are scaring me. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot is just is just this being who helped us make this magic. Yeah. I it's mean, just, we feel that <clears throat> six machina just. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he that's exists. He's a lovely human being yes. and a badass, talented, just incredible. Yeah. Artist. Uh, artist. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I personally like I haven't seen him in a long time as well, but I consider him one of my closest friends. So right. um, yeah, it's been crazy, but we somehow just developed this, you know, Zoom relationship uh, through our mixing, and it was just, I mean. It took what six months altogether since we started mixing the first songs. Yeah, until we at least. finished. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's pretty good for six months and just you know zoom the entire way through. That's I mean, that yeah, sounds that sounds like just a regular production time frame. You know, if you even were to do it in person. So exactly. Well, yeah, that's the other thing that the pandemic hit right in the middle of like we had five songs finished when. Hmm. The- and so everything else had to be done through uh, Zoom. And that was, you know, obviously very challenging for us as a creative team to just be like, okay, now we have to, you know, create a whole um, environment online that we, you know, we're also all very organized and we love our spreadsheets and our color code. <laughs> and, you know, so we started, um, Melissa actually started this Discord um, channel where we have like, what 20 threads 30 threads it's just it's grown and grown it's so useful though it's very useful you'd find yourself under interviews yes that's awesome (laughs) um i I have a question i'm thinking about all this right now y'all are teachers do your students know about your music that you make oh do and they're so cute they come for shows sometimes oh awesome i love that okay um yeah, they came to our album release. They did. Yeah. And I taught high schoolers this summer, and that was fun to be like, my son. That is awesome. And we're like, <laughs> very I, gems. I, I, I love that, that you had that relationship with the students. I think that that's so important. It's uh, it, I asked that question because, you know, my brother lives in Oklahoma. So I, when I go visit him, I remember when I um, visited his class, it was just amazing just seeing his students and just seeing the influence that he has on them. I'm sure you had the same thing. Just to have them be at your show, I think that's just a very, it really shows the, you know, I guess the, um, the, the chemistry you have within your students, the relationship and how deep it is and how important uh, you are to them. It shows another aspect of uh, who, who, who you are personally. Uh, shout out to Elliot, shout out to Ted for, you know, putting yeah. the sound out there. And, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like just talked about. I want the listeners to know how important this is to each of you because the lyricism throughout Mosaic, right? This is the part that I was really excited to talk about because origins of that center around this being sort of a personal letter to New York City. I mentioned it was kind of like 
made for someone like me who's who's you know a new yorker and, and at heart even the album artwork that was amazing it's kind of just kind of sh- tells a story in that album artwork um you know Shout those- out to Kyle, the artist yeah. she was amazing wow yeah she knocked that out of the park i feel like she she was able to translate everything about this everything about this album into just that artwork and um particular experiences garnered but in by all three of you and you know also you also mentioned how each song is sort of you know telling a story of a moment in time and it's tied to the place it was lived in like you have a song like Mornet, for example which is um i think it's about the perspective of a, of a bartender working in, in the night shift in new york city and then you have a song like sips of oxygen which is about grief and loss and about the moment before you lose someone i mean it was really an adventure this album having said all that I began to think if there was something tangible, like a theme to this album, like, is that true? And, and if it is, how important are themes to you? Was it a big element to helping make this album come to life? Well, I think the theme, if anything, is, is just really about, um, really about connecting to, to a moment of time and to, to live kind of like, what am I trying to say? very presently, yeah. you know, and, and to be vulnerable in that, in that presence. And, and so I think you have such a wide gamut here of, of themes because we're, we're each drawing on these like very profound experiences that we've, we've had around here or something that we're trying to express. And, you know, I think about um, underneath it all is sort of this, this question to New York, like, who are you? You know, and like yeah. answer that for yourself, like, like, you know, be, be present, express it, you know, tell the world who you are because nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's obviously how Mosaic came to yeah. be was, was <laughs> Mosaic, the, the song, but then also um, as we were talking about album titles, I think it was that feeling of how multi-form New York City is and that sense of like, well, no one identity really works. It's about the expression of all of it as cacophony sometimes, and then as like harmonious and community oriented as it can be sometimes. I mean, if anything has shown that, I mean, wow, like the pandemic, the way that New York really just like came together as a community to, to, deal with this thing, this global um, disaster. And so I think that idea of the mosaic of of like a a whole that is of many, many shards and each of them expressing like a piece of identity Mm -hmm. and a a story is really the the overall theme here. So would it be safe to say that you see mosaic as a snapshot of where you three are at a certain time in your life looking back? Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that's striking me in the moment is a mosaic is obviously visual. So as you're looking Mm -hmm. at a mosaic, you see all of these different shards of art within the overall artwork. And the album itself is all of these different moments in time encapsulated in the entire album. And for me, something that's been so powerful about making this album is Vesuvio, for example, for me, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's about me taking two nine-year-olds to a tiny pool in Soho. And I just brought Alba and Lily there uh, a few weeks ago. And it's so, the pool is so unassuming. You wouldn't even know that it's there. And I had this really powerful experience of being like, oh my God, I'm an adult. I'm not a kid anymore. Like I'm teaching these kids to swim. I'm watching them. But like, if I hadn't had that experience there, then I would have just walked past and like Mm -hmm. not even noticed it. So I think like New York for me, unlike any city, but I think no matter where you live, your memories are tied to places. And so when you walk past those places again, or you like turn onto the street where something happened, you'll like always come back to that memory. Yeah. So that, I think we were like called, I felt like as soon as we realized that we wanted to make this album about New York as a letter to our city, it was like we were called by our muses. Here I am back to like being the woo-woo person, but we're all the woo. <laughs> <laughs> to like make this piece. Yeah. That was that was kind of like the theme that drew us in. Yeah, in a way we're letting people have those special connections to those specific places without having necessarily lived those experiences firsthand. But just through listening to the album and you know, like doing a little bit of digging of what those songs were inspired by, um, they will automatically have that special connection with that place um, that otherwise they would have, you know, walked right by and not mm-hmm. noticed. So yeah, that's an interesting thing. I, I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's com- almost like a like kind of like a time machine. I have so many, you know, um, I mean, albums that I grew up listening to. I mean, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, for example, Siamese Stream. That's like one of my favorite albums of all time, you know? listening to that album takes me back to a certain time in my life that I'm very thankful for. And I'm very grateful for Like I bonded with my brother over that album, you know, just that I could, I could sit here and tell you that confidently that that album was that for me. And I'm sure mosaic is going to be something like this. I can't wait till we do an in-person interview. We're going to talk about how mosaic was kind of like a snapshot in our life. Hey, remember when we did that interview during the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it, it kind of, it, it really is an example. It's a testament to what you guys have put out an example of how, you know, life can really affect you and how you're able to translate your experiences into something creative and artful. And um, I don't have enough great things to say about this album. It's just, it's just, it's one of a kind. And so many artists have released so many great albums throughout this last two years. And you guys are right up there. And, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in each of your timelines that you've taken in, which we have discussed about, uh, performing for as long as you have and, and the people you have met and worked with during this record, including your uh, your New York Foundation for the Arts fellow recognition that you got, uh, the awesome foundation grant, your your relationship with your producers and, and the fans, this pandemic, your relationship with each other. And I, I love this conversation. I love the chemistry you guys have. And it sounds like you still have much left to put out there with your artistic vision. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where you girls go from here. And this is definitely something you have a passion for. And if you, you experienced plenty already in your career and then some, you know, I'm kind of rounding up to this question because I'm building it up. Right. But have your aspirations as individuals or even as just musicians or even teachers, I'll even throw that in there. Have it, has it changed or evolved just when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Yeah. These are very good questions. Can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, 
I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, obviously, we can all, you know, just only talk personally because even though we're a band, we're three very different individuals. But for me personally, this is Alba speaking. Um, I I don't know. I think for me, what this started um, like was just like this fun thing that was outside of my comfort zone. Like I'm a classically trained like orchestral composer, and I was like you know, I've never performed, I always wanted to do this. And, you know, like we have this chemistry with, with Lily and Mel, this will be fun. And through working on the album, through working with Lily and Mel as just, you know, people, um, I personally learned a lot of things, not only musically, but also personally, and just how to deal with conflict, how to, you know, just communicate, understand. Mm. Um, I personally feel like I'm a very different person because of Lily and Mel and because of this oh, band. I am very, very buddy. grateful to them for that alone. But, you know, from a more artistic perspective, yeah, like this has grown into being something that we're incredibly proud of. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't necessarily expect that. I was just more like, you know, oh, let's just sing in harmony because we are harmony nerds and we love it. <laughs> Finally, we have this thing just growing that is incredible and that we are all kind of, you know, just very proud of. And yeah, so that's my personal perspective. I don't know if that I think, makes sense to me. I think we, we, through, I mean, through developing a project, it's just like, you know, you, you have many, many junctures, right? You, you reach a new, a new threshold. Okay, well, we finished one song. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want to do, you know? And, and I think at every... Or like, okay, so we finish one song, we, we finish five songs, we mix one song, we mix five songs, we mix 12 songs, we master 12 songs. Thank you, Ted. Um, thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. We Ted, thank you, Ted. We have a Ted, no, we don't have a Ted shrine. Uh, we should have a Ted shrine. We should. Uh, yes. And at every juncture, I think we keep on checking in and we keep on saying yes. You know, like there's yeah. something about this project that, that the deeper we get into it, the more yes there is, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I think that's sort of what has changed for me, at least. It, it started off as like a fun, like, oh, don't you miss choir from college? Like, <laughs> don't you miss singing in harmony? And it quickly became something that was really about expression. And, and I think as Alba mentioned, like, we're both composers, so we hear a lot of violins and it's a lot of like cinema and a lot of um, very serious music. And it's really nice to have something that's totally different that involves drums and guitars mm, and oh. electric bass and synths and craziness. And airplanes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's really no limit to what you guys are capable of. You, you're making me want to pick up my violin because I haven't touched it in a... Oh, quite yes. some time now so it's it's been sitting there in the corner um and uh i mean it's it did you did you guys um you know the, the violin you know alba did you start playing like at a very young age like i started when i was in third grade i think i was in third grade or when i started i was way back so i don't know if it's like same thing yeah. with choir with the you know a classic like overwork kid <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I, yeah, very quickly just, you know, became like the classic, like going to orchestras all the weekend, all the weekends and just, you know, the summers going to music camp and then 
you know, very quickly became interested in conducting as well, which started doing very early on. And, you know, so I've, I've been like a very like classically trained kid. And this suddenly was like, oh, wait, I can pick up a bass and try to learn how to play it. And it's okay. Yeah. I need to spend, you know, 15 years learning an instrument so I can say I play this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been very freeing and just mm-hmm. has made a lot of sense of a lot of frustrating things that I've gone through as a kid of like just spending, you know, five hours a day practicing things that I didn't like or yeah. one Paganini passage. And Lily, you mentioned how, you know, yes, just that, that word, you know, kind of you, you guys have kind of had that attitude lately. For me, like for the last, and I had this, this discussion with a, with a really good friend of mine very recently, and I was telling him how uh, throughout my life, I've been saying, I want to do this and this and this, and I never would do it. But in the last two years, everything I said I wanted to do, I'm doing it, you know, like I like, you know, you know, you know I never knew, like, like, like starting my own publication three years ago, I didn't realize I'd be where I am at today. And and it's just amazing that getting the chance to speak to you three wonderful ladies and about who you're all about and what makes what makes you guys who you are. And it, it really, I learn as much about myself as I'm learning about my guest. So it's, it's really shows a, you know, I don't know. I've, you guys are amazing. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I, I'm glad that you guys are doing what you're doing. And I love the attitude you guys have because it, it serves as an inspiration for me as well. Um, now, uh, if we're reaching the end of our interview. We'll, we'll have some fun now. I know we got really philosophical and very, you know, serious, but we'll have some fun now. Right. So how's that? So I mentioned that surprise at the, at the, at the start of this interview. So uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a really cool, fun segment. This is something new we've been doing here in IUF recently. I'm going to do this thing called lightning round. So this is this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna ask you a question, and all three of you can answer. I encourage all three of you to answer. I'm gonna pick one or the other. You guys just have to think quick on your feet. Just pick one. All right. Some of them are silly. Some of them are kind of fun. All right. You ready? All right. Are we thinking at the same time? Just no matter. You, you can have everyone do. Alpha's like really excited. She's like really close to the. I'm, I'm into these. I'm gonna <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one or the other, or I'm gonna ask you a question. You guys just answer. Okay. Okay. Um. Like, for example, you know, what is the capital of New York? What is the capital of New York? Do y'all know? Albany. <laughs> okay, just that was just a test question. All right. All right. I'm just sure. kidding. I, I know y'all are from New York. Okay. <laughs> so um, this we had such a great interview, by the way. I can't wait till we do this again. I feel like we could have talked for another two hours, which maybe we will in the future. Um, okay, here we go. Red or blue? Red. red. Ooh. Alba, you said blue? No, I said red. Yeah, I said oh, red. you said red. Okay. Vegan or meat? Meat. <laughs> coffee or tea? Coffee. 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 Cats. Okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Who said dogs? Did somebody say dogs? <laughs> ah, check this out. That's we good. It's okay. We accept her for what she Betrayal. We label our microphones. Um, my, my, my dog is sitting right outside. That's him right there. That's Rocket. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, do- I adopted him he's he's great he every time i'm doing an interview he's always like scratching the door so that's why i'm glad oh. I, hope- I think he's just sleeping outside anyway yay for dogs hey cats are great all right star or bunnies, or bunnies. star wars or everything else everything else 
<laughs> Wait, what? No, God. okay. Who's who's? Did everybody say everything else? Melissa said everything else. I'm going rogue. Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Melissa, what is it? What is everything else for you? Coffee. Tarot cards. uh, John Hughes movies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what? All right. Mexican Mexican food. Mexican food or Chinese food? Mexican. Okay. Did somebody say Chinese? Or did no. all say Mexican? All right. Well, here we go. That's the spirit. Yankees or Mets? Mets. Mets. Don't have a preference. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a Spaniard over here, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> hey, it, it's only been two years, so we'll check back in in, 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 in a couple more. All right. All right. Heavy metal or hip hop? Heavy metal. That was my nine to 21. Awesome. 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 Love it. All right. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. I would say I'm between the two, though. I love Halloween as well. I used to be a Christmas girl, but then I recently found a love for Halloween through being in New York City. She loves it. I have no cynicism about Christmas. I am like, I am like a Christmas. I don't know if I could be Mrs. Claus, I would. I yes. just like give me yeah. all of the Christmas. We have a hey, Christmas here. Th- with that's an that's an idea for Halloween. You know, uh, you so, just got you just got married, Lily, right? Yes. So there you go. That's an idea, Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Halloween, perfect I'll timing. Keep it's fine. <laughs> and, and what's really cool? Every time I'm asking one of these questions, I always feel like somebody, one of you three, are always saying both of them. I don't know who it is. I feel like it's one of you. No, no, it's no. It's like it's it's like Halloween or Christmas. You go, oh, Halloween, Halloween, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Must belong. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, we got a couple more. Los Angeles or Chicago? Oh man, Ooh. LA, LA, LA. I think LA. Uh, okay, so I, I just Chicago, Chicago, yeah. like. Yeah, I'm wearing a Chicago Cubs shirt. I just came back from Chicago not too long ago. A great city. I highly recommend if you guys haven't been there. Um, it's like a, it's like a Chicago's like, it's like a Dallas, but Dallas is more spread out. Chicago's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chicago is more. I, I think I think Chicago is like a mix between New York and Dallas. Again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm maybe I'm in the minority here. Okay, are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? They're definitely a fruit, a thousand percent. They're a fruit. Uh, whatever Mel says. <laughs> Biologically, they're fruit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, you're cracking <laughs> me up. This is great. That I do. I just eat them. And... Yeah, that's all that, that's all that matters. Like, I enjoy them. <laughs> I enjoy them both. All right. These, these get kind of silly. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm just no. <laughs> Oh, it's it's know? it's like what is wrong? I have to know what it would feel like. <laughs> it's it's like very, very slimy and cold. <laughs> like like if he like what would it sound like? You know like like here's a hug. You know? it's like, this is like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's exactly what it would be like, right? So now 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 I'm gonna have to like I feel like I'm giving you ideas for your next album already. It's like well, oh my okay. gosh, we're gonna have to like get all this out there. Okay. I called Voldemort. You'll know why. <laughs> I'll be partially. I'll partially take credit. Um, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world, or be able to talk to animals? Oh, animals! Oh, every language. Every language, I think. Man, Lily, I, you're. 
cat with Ruby, my cat. All right. <laughs> now we're starting to separate. <laughs> we're getting the, we're seeing the difference now. We already have meowing as an accepted form of communication within, within the band. So oh, there you go. Kind of like a perfect mix between those. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and there you go. That's, oh, Willie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I try. You know, I try and, and it's, can lead a horse to water, but. All right. <laughs> well. Interview under fire or other publication companies? <laughs> uh, that was not my question. I think I, I think Corey put that in there. Oh, Corey. All right. That was great. Um, man, that was it. That's all I had. I, I would do more about, but I'll save that. I have a lot more fun ones, but I'll save that for next time. We're, uh, this has been, this has been an honor, ladies. Thank you so much for taking yeah. the time out of your day to do this. Do you guys have any, I don't know, last words, just any shout outs, anything like to plug in or mention as far as Alma or Mosaic before we finish things off here? Uh, do you guys have touring dates coming up? I don't know what you can and cannot say. I have a couple shows um, for anybody who's in New York. I don't know when this is going to come out, but we've got a show on October 6th at Rockwood, mm-hmm. stage three, and then one at the cutting room on then, October and then. And then and, one in Texas, right? And, and we're coming to Texas because you're getting us a spot at South by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're doing this cool um, direct-to-vinyl project mm-hmm. in November where people yeah. can pre-order um, one of three songs, right? Yeah, and we just, make the song like directly for them to record it. Yeah, so if them. you order, basically you can order one song that will be printed in a vinyl for you and you will be the only owner of that specific performance. Um, so that's a pretty cool um, thing. I don't know, I, I feel like, especially for our songs, they're so like a moment in time kind of thing that um, it's a very fitting yeah. project. So yeah. that'll be cool. And I think one more shout out. I, I think we should just have a shout out for the players who have played on our album. Cause it's, oh, yes. yeah. we've done I, a lot of playing, but then we've also had so many wonderful people come in and just and produce as well. Uh, we, we are so mm-hmm. lucky to be surrounded mm-hmm. by incredibly talented people. Some of them are our spouses. So that works out. <laughs> and uh, so we've had, you know, Steve Burke like threading the bass uh, in a lot of, well, all of our songs really. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Noah no, Kelman producing and playing keys in a lot of songs. We've had Stuart Myers on mm-hmm. Splashes in, um, <laughs> in Vesuvio. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also done a lot of videoing for us and just overall like creative visual work. Um, Nick Frenet. Nick Frenet, Bobby Spellman, and Emily Pecoraro on, on brass and various songs. So basically it's just, it, it really does yeah. take a town and, and we have Amazing, the best amazing friends who have been so helpful yeah. through all of this and yes. recorded on our songs with sometimes not much notice. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like everything you just tell me, it, it, there's that sense of, and I feel like you guys have that sense of, I don't know, uh, uh, what is it? Fulfillment, knowing that you had so many people and, and so many ideas. And of, obviously the camaraderie between you three and then just able to translate everything into just this right it's it's right it said that sense of like you feel you feel good about yourself to put everything out here and or an album like mosaic which by the way have you guys made that into a poster yet that needs to be a poster because it is it's it's so oh gorgeous it's colorful it really shows all well, it captures a lot of new york's essences in there um but I'm, i know i'm one of hundreds fans out there but i think you guys should do that that'd be awesome um and uh any questions for me anything anything about any questions for texas or whatever 
Any nothing? When's our South by spot? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, we're gonna stay in touch. All right. And I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm gonna get in touch with the booking agents, everything I can because we need to we need we need Alma here in Texas. All right. So and and uh, do me a favor, uh, stick around for just a minute after the interview. I'm going to do the sign off here for y'all. Um, everyone who's listening, this is Alba, Lily, Melissa from Alma, not Alms. We call it Alms. Alms, right? Um, <laughs> Mosaic uh, already dropped on September 7th. If you could do us a favor, buy the album because the artists can't do it without your help. I mean, just buy the album for the artwork itself, if anything, because it is, I mean, the music's beautiful. The, I mean, the people who worked on this album are, are amazing people and you know, they put a lot of hard work and effort into this and just everything in between. Like, it really shows a testament about someone who puts r- hard work and dedication to their craft, putting it out there. Um, it already dropped September 7th. Pick it up. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Alba, Lily, Melissa, stay safe out in New York. Have a great show coming up in October. I know some mini tour dates, but uh, stay safe, stay well. And I can't wait till we do this again in person. It has been an honor. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.